Tequila Embajador is the best way to celebrate the big game. That's the Las Vegas way of celebrating. Every sip of Tequila Embajador gives you that feeling that every weekend is one long holiday weekend. You can always make the right play call if you're in Las Vegas by celebrating big plays with a glass of Tequila Embajador at Michael T's Embajador Happy Hour daily between 4 and 6 p.m. The official tequila for Michael T's Steaks, Ribs, Burgers, and Sports Bar at the corner of Warm Springs and Tenea. Big games, big weekends, great fans. Celebrate with Tequila Embajador. The autumn wind is a pirate. And welcome to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9-94.9 FM. As you're traveling to and from Las Vegas, I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. And starting off with Raiders news, as it is free agency signing time. Uh, yesterday was the first time you could talk to free agents. Wednesday is actually when all the deals will be finalized. But the Raiders, this is from Vincent Bonsignore of the Review Journal. Raiders address need to put pressure on QBs. And this has been one of their issues the last couple of years of not getting pressure on the quarterbacks by the defensive line. So the Raiders, in desperate need of a pass rusher on on Monday, first the day of free agency, agreed to terms with veteran pass rusher Yannick Nakoyu. Um Nikoyu is a edge rusher, has 45 and a half sacks during his five-year career, and is seen as a critical component of new defensive coordinator Gus Bradley's 4-3 cover three defensive scheme. Bradley was the head coach in Jacksonville when the Jaguars drafted Nikoyu and coached him through his rookie season. The Raiders generated 21 sacks last year, which was 29th out of the 32 teams in the NFL, so pretty sad. Um... That number contributed to the Raiders allowing third most points. Uh, Bradley is a, is adverse to blitzes and really wants to depend upon pressure his defensive linemen create and flooding the secondary with seven defenders as they play that cover three. Um, so Nicole, 25, who's kind of in his prime, which is awesome. Um, so he fits that profile profile uh, well as an edge rusher and so we'll have likely third year defensive end Max Crosby uh, as a pass rusher specialist uh, Clee Farrell will start at one end and Nagoyu on the other with Crosby and Carl Nasby in rotation there will also be flexibility to slide Farrell inside on passing situations perhaps sharing the field with Crosby and Nagoyu um Sad note for the Raiders. The Raiders lost their best wide receiver, um, Nelson Aguilar, who went to the New England Patriots, who went crazy in the free agency market. So um, Aguilar, who agreed to a two-year, $26 million deal, uh, led the Raiders with 80, 46 catches for 896 yards. Uh, making good in his one-year league minimum salary. So 
kind of an upgrade from the minimum salary to $26 million on a two-year deal. Um, his loss will be felt, though it opens the door for a more prominent role for young wide receivers Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Um, there are a number of really good wide receivers out there uh, in the market, so we'll see if the Raiders uh, do anything there. And the other thing that the Raiders are looking at right now, um, they don't know what is going to happen with Gabe Jackson, the guard, as they need offensive line help. Um, and then what's happening with Marcus Mariota, the Raiders were scheduled to have a 40 to $51 million to spend under the salary cap according to GoU signing with the needs of both guard spots, right tackle and secondary the plan is to be patient in order to stretch that money as far as possible. No kidding. Um, not a lot of wiggle room, and they're kind of tied up with Mariota's contract, um, <coughs> which for for them uh, is really hurting them right now. He's not a viable trade prospect uh, because of that contract because there are a lot of incentives built into it. So... Um, a team takes him, it would free up $11 million in salary cap, but the with the incentives and things of that nature, it can grow up to be $17, 18000000 dollars for Mariota. So they don't know what they're going to do there. So the the um, Raiders' hands are tied as far as the quarterback position for right now. There's also talk about extending Derek Carr's contract, which will not have an effect on the salary cap, hopefully. Um and they've got to really look at some other situations, some other needs that they have to fill. And as in the article, it says they want to stretch, stretch those salary cap dollars uh, before the draft. Uh, the Raiders are going to have to hit a home run in a draft. So Mike Mayock and his uh, scouting staff, I know they've been working very hard. Uh, he's had them in the building again last week, uh, reviewing everything and going over uh, prospects, but as he stated with this COVID, uh, you can't have any face-to-face contact with these players. You really don't get to know them. And he sees that, Mike Mayock, general manager of the Raiders, sees that as a detriment to how they how they go after uh, players because they like to get to know these, these players as people, uh, not only as athletes and great football players, but as people and what kind of character that they have and will they fit in in the Raiders organization? So, again, big year for the Raiders. They've signed a pass rusher, uh, but they've lost their best wide receiver right receiver so so far, um, and they're going to have to make up for that. There are a number of other ones that are out there. I can think of two right off the top: Juju uh, Smith uh, Schuster of the Steelers. Looks like he's not going back there, and I think the Raiders should go after Le'Veon Bell who's with the Kansas City Chiefs, because he is a great um, short pass pass catcher and really stretching that into multiple yards. And I think with for, with Derek Carr, he would be the perfect fit for Derek Carr when Derek Carr goes into that dink mode uh, in his passing. Um, Bell would be able to get them a lot of yards, but I think the price tag on Bell is going to probably be um, – uh, a, a very high price tag and the Raiders as they said don't have a lot of salary cap to work with um, there was something on Twitter that said the New England Patriots 
spent over a hundred million dollars in salary cap uh, yesterday with uh, coming through verbal agreements with players that will be finalized on Wednesday. So you're listening to Coast's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Bob, quick, the neighbors, there they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. Now, let's get back to Coach's Corner. Here again, your host. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. Vegas Golden Knights winning against the San Jose Sharks at T-Mobile last night. 2-1 victory. Um... Marc-Andre Fleury basically playing out of his mind, had some unbelievable stops, and it got down to the last probably 45 seconds of the game. Um, Big scramble in front of the net when it was 2-1, and Fleury was able to cover the puck up as time expired. Uh, But Fleury had a great uh, poke check against uh, Kane from the... uh, Kane had a breakaway from the San Jose Sharks. Marc-Andre Fleury came out of the paint area in front of the goal and had a, his typical poke stick, uh, saving the opportunity for Kane to even get a shot off, which was unbelievable. So we've got um, Marc-Andre Fleury and Mark Stone first, and then we'll have Pete DeBoer of the Vegas Golden Knights, and this is courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights website. For Mark Andre, uh, how surprised do you think Evander was when you came flying out there for that poke check? Uh, I don't know. I think it, I hope he was. <laughs> that was my my goal. <laughs> Surprising the death, right? He's obviously he's a very um, very skilled player, and, and yeah, a lot of speed coming down the wing, right? And, um, you know, I just thought I think this is the first week to surprise the death, and worked out pretty good. Next question tonight goes to Justin Emerson with the Las Vegas Sun. Mark, you and Max, pretty much from the moment since you got traded here, uh, really clicked together, played really well. You guys are the last couple of games especially. Just what what works well with you two? Um, I don't know. Chemistry? <laughs> uh, just it's, it's worked out. I, I don't really have much to explain it. Um, I think we've been able to um, stick to, uh, to playing for the entire game. Um, I think uh, throughout the course of the seasons, you have your ups and downs, and um, I think when you uh, stick to the game plan and let your strengths take over, um, not try to do too much, uh, we're getting looks. Um, and obviously, tonight wasn't a costal. Um, we had a 
few soft soft start, but um, we were able to uh, kind of buckle down and get things uh, in the right right direction. Next question comes from Ben Goats from the Las Vegas Review Journal. For Mark with a K, uh, you just mentioned buckling down. It seems like you guys had a lot better possession games starting in the second period. What changed there for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's cliche to say, but um, when you come back from road trips, uh, you know, we had a pretty successful road trip. Um, you know, we had a long flight, you know, time change, the hour ahead. Um, we were a little bit flat um, coming for that first 10. Uh, we got our legs under us. Fowler made some good saves to start the game. I think we were uh, getting out shot six to one um, early, and we kind of battled back and um, you know kind of got our legs a little bit underneath us to, to, at the end of the first period. You know, power play gets a big goal. Um, I can, these are the types of games where you need your special teams to be good. And um, once we got our feet underneath us, I thought our second period was actually really strong. We um, you know we had a couple mental breakdowns, but um, I think overall, we, we started to push and, and hang on to pucks and, and make the game a little bit easier for ourselves. Go to Stormy Bonantoni with the Vegas Golden Knights. Mark, when Max Pacioretty was talking about you a little bit earlier, he said that him and Ryan Reeves were talking about <clears throat> buying the rights to a movie to make a movie about you. Would you be willing to sign those over? Oh, geez. I don't think this movie's going to be any good. <laughs> should just cancel that right now. Well, it's flattering, very flattering here, but yeah, don't need it. <laughs> Next question goes to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. I don't know how to follow that. Uh, for Mark Andre, just can you take us through the last few seconds? It looked like once you covered up, you kind of took a peek up at the scoreboard at the clock and then maybe a sense of relief there at the end to, to hear the final buzzer. Yeah, a little bit. You know, they're still going forward, right? And, uh, the puck was moving around pretty good and felt like there's, I don't know, 10 people in my crease all the time. And, you know, stuff in front of the puck, but um, so I just made sure the clock was, was done when you know, the whistle was, was blown. And um, it, was, it was a good feeling. You know, it was, it was a close game you know, till the end there and everybody buckled down and played so well defensively and tracked some shots and helped me out around the net. You know, so it's been, um, it, was, it was fun. Fun win to, to get. Last question for Mark Stone and Mark Andre Fleury goes to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Mark Andre, a lot of talk about the save on Kane. I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, any goalie can do it. Not, not many do. Uh, the only guy I ever saw do it that much was Dominic Hasek. He'd do it a dozen times a year. His career was winding down when you were getting started. I'm wondering, was there a moment early in your career when you put that in your toolbox and, and to have the confidence to pull a move off like that? Um, just as a kid, I think because I, I love Dominic Ashek, right? I, I love goalies growing up and uh, love watching them and trying to uh, uh to copy them, right? To, to play like they did, and um, just like Wa brought in the butterfly or Boudreau, uh, brought in the nice love saves with a poke check and uh, the two bats back, you know, and Ashek was so acrobatic, right? I think it's all guys I love watching, and um, obviously with time and practice and experience, right? You find out the right time to do it and um, you know, that this one worked out pretty good. Guys, thanks for the time tonight. Hi Pete. Um, probably not the start you guys wanted, but you seemed to find your legs in the second period. How happy were you the rebound there in the second? You know what? It, uh, I kind of expected to start. 
um, it looked, <coughs> excuse me, it looked like we had been on the road for 10 days and, and came back late. I, I felt in morning skate this morning, our energy was a little bit off. So, uh, you know, I, I felt it was going to take us a, a little while to work into the game. Um, you know, thankfully, Flower was our best player in the first and uh, allowed us to get our legs under us. And, and I, I liked a lot of things we did over the last 40 minutes other than put them away. I thought we had multiple opportunities to, to extend that lead to three and, and finish it off. And, you know, that, that was the only thing we didn't do. Next question for Pete tonight comes from Justin Emerson with the Las Vegas Sun. Hey, Justin. Hey, Pete, when we talk about forwards, we talk about lines a lot, the three-man unit, but is there something to be said about just two guys out there that work really well together, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, it seems like regardless of who their center is, that they're always going to perform? Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of times lines are made around two guys, and, and there's usually an interchangeable piece there, um, you know, for sure. Uh, Stone and Patch uh, have some chemistry, and they they, uh, they complement each other. And uh, you know, big goal for us, obviously, there in the third period, and and a big power play goal for us in the first, which is what you need. You know, you're gonna have nights in this league where you're not feeling great, or your legs aren't great, and you've got to grind out a win. And I thought we did that tonight. Next question goes to Chris Chapman, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Hi, Pete. Uh, probably statistics guys on my side of the Zoom call keep track of, but Mark Stone has scored six game-winning goals. Six of his ten have been game-winning goals. Could you just speak about what's in his character that allows him to rise to, to the occasion in, in big moments? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's one of those special players. And, you know, it, it's a rare characteristic, and if you've got it... Uh, um, you know, it's a great thing to have on your team because, uh, you know, he has the ability to recognize moments and, and the most important moments of games and, uh, and want to be out there and want the puck got his stick at, at those times. So, um, you know, he's a special, special player and that's why he's our captain. Time for a few more here tonight with Pete. Next one goes to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Brian. Hello, Pete. Uh, just the consistency of this team, I mean, the resilience, their games are down, you come back. You mentioned that you, you preach to them, they know about it, how hard it is to play that first game home from a long road trip. Just the ability to find ways in different scenarios, the, the consistency of this group. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I could tell, uh, you know, our energy wasn't in, in a good place as early as this morning. Um but, but I, uh, you know, after the first period, I loved how we simplified our game and, and grinded and, and, and had some great shifts and got some great efforts out of guys, uh, you know, on a night when, when we were off a little bit. So that's what good teams do in this league. You know, you can be off a little bit, but, but have the maturity to recognize it and, and find a way, and I thought we did that. Next question goes to Ken Bolke with Vegas. Hey, can you talk about the you of the verse? You know, shit, you could move them up the line to the wing, up, and then you played late in that game when you're defending uh, with the empty net. Yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife. You know, he's a guy that, uh, 
he's good in the face-off circle. He's good defensively. He can kill penalties, uh, and he also, you know, has enough skill that uh, you can stick him with offensive players, and uh, you know, they're going to be fine with it because uh, he can make some plays. So uh, he's been a valuable guy here in my time here, and uh, you know, it's nice to see him getting his game back. He had a great start, great training camp, and then got COVID and, and was out for an extended period, and, and has worked his way back into where he looks like uh, his old self again. Final question tonight goes to Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Pete. Just what was your reaction on the bench in the third period when you see Mark andre get out of his crease to poke the puck away from Amanda Kane? Yeah, I think I've seen that before, uh, you know, from the other bench. Uh, so, you know, he, he's been great. And I can't tell you, you know, how important it was uh, – that he was our best player tonight. I mean, that first period, we could have been down by a couple. And, uh, you know, he, he allowed us to, uh, to, work, to work our way into that game. And to the oldest guy on the ice, uh, you know, to have that type of energy, that's pretty impressive. Hey, this is Greg Townsend of Super Bowl Champions 84 Raiders. Join the Raider Nation on the Highway Drive, 94.9 and 96.9 FM. It's stone crab season at the Casablanca up in Mesquite, Nevada. And here's Tom Jerryone talking about stone crab at the Casablanca Hotel and Casino. Tom Jerryone, he is the corporate general manager and also oversees food and beverage at the Casablanca. And they have an unbelievable gourmet room up there called Catherine. So, Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you. And it is now stone crab season, correct? Stone crabs are in until mid-May. They start mid-October and they go to mid-May. And, and we have them flown in all the time. I, I know firsthand, and I, as I told you off the air, I, I've i never had anything as wonderful as the stone crab that I had up at the Casablanca. We have a really good resource in Florida, and... Uh, we are really good about taking good care of our purveyors, and they take really good care of us. And I think I don't think there's anybody in the state of Nevada that gets more stone crab than me. I mean, we go through a lot. Yeah, and the I, people love them. They call up and they ask for me. Get the stone crabs in. I said yes. But sometimes, <laughs> if they're not in season, sometimes they run bad or they're not running good. We sometimes we don't have them, but for ninety-five percent of the time, we do have them. Yeah, and they are off the chart. And, and Catherine's just a, is just an outstanding gourmet room. It's just I'm, I mean, if it were if it were in town here, if it were in Vegas, you could you eat, would never be able to get in. Well, you could you'd never be able to get in. But I'm I'm basically going to say you could double or triple your prices, and you still would never never be able to get in. Right, and that's not, not what we do there. I mean, we keep our we keep our prices very low. Oh, your prices and, and are great. Your prices are great. Even all we have a phenomenal wine list. There's no triple markups, double markups. That's not even heard of. We keep it. We keep our great bottles of wine for a great price. We have the greatest food at a great price. I mean, some of the you know we're not really in the restaurant business. We want people to come out and have a great time. And the Catherine. It's 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 like Vegas used to be. It's like years ago, the old gourmet rooms, and they take great care of their customers. And if, if for those who never had stone crab, the only way to best describe a stone crab is lobster times three. So if you like lobster, three times is what you're going to experience with the stone crab. With the mustard sauce or the cocktail sauce, whichever way you like them, 
they're just delicious. I mean, and they're they're super fresh. They come in all the time. We have a, we have like I said, we have a great relationship with our with our fishmongers in Florida, and they they love us. They take good care of us, and we get the first ones out. Right. No one gets them before us. Well, I can speak firsthand. I mean, I've I've never had stone crab before, and when I came up and had it, I got to, I had an eight ounce claw, which was ridiculous right. to yeah. begin with. Okay. Yeah, the super titans when they come in, we get them. Yeah, and and that mustard sauce with them, and as you said before, I mean, you want to talk about something that's that's rich, but you you could eat it all day long. That's how good it is. Yeah. Yeah, they are they are really really good. And, you know now now that we we open at four p.m. Right. We have you know we have a lot of our customers that come in from different areas. So from St. George or from Vegas, they drive in. So we open at four p.m. now, and it's done really well. And you know now that you know where reservations are required, right? Which, you know we're at twenty five percent capacity. Sure. For the next you know probably for the next couple months until this uh, mandate comes over. So we open at four. So we have our little seatings at four, six, or eight. So. There's plenty of time for people to still come in and enjoy it. I mean, all our steaks, all our prime, are all prime meats. It gets in from stockyards out of Chicago. Even the prime rib is prime. I mean, our lamb is Colorado lamb chops. I mean, we spec all the ingredients. We spec the lemons, the butter, the wine, the produce. I mean, we get exactly what we want for that restaurant. And 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 the, thank God I have an owner that you know just lets he wants things to be right. Yes. He's not worried about the price or the budget of it. Well, he says, no, I want the finest ingredients that we can get, you know, within, within reason, of course, you know. But And, and we do a phenomenal job there. It's a, it's a great restaurant. We have some Italian dishes on there. There's some steakhouse dishes on there. There's some pastas. There's cioppino. So it's a little bit of everything. You could easily go to this restaurant three nights in a row and have a great meal at three different types of dinners. Exactly. And you could you can go to the Open Table app also. And make your reservations, or you can call 702 346 6846 to make your reservations. And reservations are required. And I'm going to tell you what if you ever get a chance and you want the best stone crab in Nevada, not even close, maybe on the West Coast, you got to go up to Catherine's at the uh, Casablanca Hotel and Casino. Flown in fresh daily. Uh, the people there do an outstanding job of serving you. And as you said, everything is first class. And the pricing is very, very economical, very economical pricing. We have even our pastries. I mean, we have Grand Marnier Soufflés. We do, we do table side, banana saucers, cherries jubilee. We have Cafe Diablo for desserts. We have some of the, some of the best cakes. I got one of the best pastry chefs in Vegas. We have our, our cakes driven out just for the desserts <laughs> in that restaurant. Well, I got to make a reservation because I'm getting hungry right now, man. Um, it, it, it's like I said, this, we've been talking with Tom from the Casablanca Hotel and Casino. He's the corporate general manager, also overseeing food and beverage at Catherine's Steakhouse, the gourmet room. And I I don't use that term lightly. It is a gourmet room up in Mesquite, Nevada. So, Tom, I want to thank you. Uh, I want to have our, our listeners, if they're going up past Vegas, you got to stop in at Casablanca, but you need to make reservations. Uh, you you will not be sorry. You will not be sorry. If you're passing through, plan your trip so your time works out for you, so you can at least have a great meal to or from your destination. Yes, I mean they've got great food even in in, in the uh, in the regular restaurant, the daily restaurant. There's better also. yet, better yet, spend the night, and have a great dinner. There you go. There you go. We'll get you a good room rate. Tom, I want to thank you very much. 
My pleasure. Great talking to you. Okay. The $5,000 March Money Madness is in full effect, and that's not all. You could also win a golf or spa getaway at Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. With golf and spa packages starting at only $99, Casablanca Resort is the perfect place to get your golf game going or relax the weekend away in their luxurious spa. Enter the $5,000 Money Madness sweepstakes, and not only could you win the cash, but also your chance of a golf or spa getaway at Casablanca Resort. Enter now at highwayradio.com. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And as you heard, we are running the $5,000 March Money Madness. And congratulations to Natalie Sujiyama from Las Vegas, winner of a $75 spa and salon treatment courtesy of the Casablanca Hotel and Casino. And... Her entry is still in and running for the grand prize. There are daily prizes being awarded. Uh, you can enter at highwayradio.com. So get a chance to win a daily prize and also be entered into the $5,000 March Money Madness. Uh, so this grand prizes are awarded Monday through Fridays. Winners have a chance to win the $5,000 grand prize there. So go to highwayradio.com to enter. You're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Hi, guys. We're here at the Casablanca, and we are at the world-class spa and salon. Okay, at least tell us about the amenities that you have. So we have two heated pools and a eucalyptus steam room, a relaxation room, and we even have our own private menu to order lunch. Okay, tell me about the triple shot trio. So that is a scrub, a massage, and a wrap, and it's 100 minutes for $160. So Sign me up! Yeah, let's go get you one. Sounds good. Prices for their massages start at just $45. Plus, they have several spa packages to choose from to make your stay at the Casablanca the perfect retreat. Their popular room and spa packages for just $99 comprised of one night in the deluxe tower room at the Casablanca Resort. And your choice of a 50-minute sweetest massage, a 50-minute European facial, or a 45-minute pumpkin pedicure. Coach's Corner continues. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network Drive. 96.9, I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. And we've got some local UNLV men's basketball news. This is from Adam Hill of the Review Journal. This has been floating around on the internet. Uh, there's a fan page at Iowa State that's actively wanting T.J. Otzelberger uh, for the Iowa State job. Now, Iowa State has dismissed their coach, uh, Steve Fromm. Um, the Iowa State Athletic Director, Jamie Pollard, announced the school and Fromm had agreed to Part ways after meeting with the Coats, the Cyclones went 2-22 and this season, including an 0-18 mark in Big 12 play. Otzelberger, who is 29-30 and in two seasons at UNLV, has long been rumored as a potential candidate for the job should it become available. Again, this is from Adam Hill of the Review Journal, and as I said, there's tons of this on the internet. 
on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Um, a story in the Des Moines Register say Oselberger has a long has long been seen as a heavy favorite to see from from who's both in the industry and around Iowa State program. He was an assistant at Iowa State for two stints, covering eight years before taking the head coaching job at South Dakota State, where he went to two NCAA tournaments and made one NIT in three seasons before taking the UNLV job. Oselberger's wife, Allison, was a star basketball player at Iowa State. The register cites Oselberger's friendship with Pollard, who regularly attended games at South Dakota State when Oselberg was coaching there, as well as his knowledge of Cyclones program is a primary reason for his candidacy. Um, so it's very interesting. The story also mentions Nebraska coach Fred Holberg, Utah State's coach Craig Smith, and Drake coach Darian DeVries as candidates in addition to several long shots and a sh- wish list of choices. Speculation isn't limited only to the Des Moines Register. That name has already gotten plenty of traction to replace from a former Iowa State assistant and current UV coach T.J. Osterberger, Stadium College Basketball insider Jeff Goodman wrote on Twitter, John Rothstein of CBS Sports site sources calling Osterberger a primary candidate for the Iowa State job. Osterberger has a $1.35 million buyout, and together along with Fromm's buyout, it would be roughly a $7 million buyout from Iowa State to get Otzelberger and take care of from in his buyout. Um, someone mentioned that a figure that could be a potential sticking point for Iowa, 3.15 million Iowa State, sorry, um, in that regard. So, TJ Otzelberger, head coach at UNLV, being mentioned as the replacement for Iowa State, as that is now an opening. If that happens to UNLV, that would set back their basketball program tremendously. Um, Athletic Director Desiree Reed-Francois would have to go out and search and get a candidate who could potentially have to start all over again after two years with T.J. Oselberger being in a program. Now, the program did not live up to its expectations this year, finishing seventh. Um and losing in the second round of the Mountain West Tournament to Utah State. And um, as I said, the record is roughly around 500 for T.J. Oselberger. Uh, they, they had a point guard uh, committed who ended up getting involved in a traffic accident that killed somebody, and the family and the university came to an agreement that he would no longer uh, attend UNLV. So there are some holes for UNLV to fill. They only have one senior. There's going to be tremendous turnover in that program with the recruits that T.J. Oselberger um, has commitments from and signings from for this coming year. And it would be probably those players would opt out uh, if T.J. Oselberger wasn't the coach unless they got the right coach to keep them involved in the program. And some other Mountain West news. Um, New Mexico is looking at Richard Patino for the job. So New Mexico, uh, Patino was fired in Minnesota on Monday night and was expected to be named the head coach 
at New Mexico today. Um, this is from Jeff Borzello, a ESPN writer. Um, this is a great day for Lobo basketball and everyone who loves our program and our university athletic director, Eddie Nunez said in a statement announcing Patino's hiring. Richard Patino is a proven winner with a track record of success on the court, including deep tournament runs and wins over nationally ranked programs, as well as proven success off the court by creating tremendous student athlete experience and supporting them as they earned their degrees. Patino, 38, spent eight seasons in Minnesota, going to two NCAA tournaments. The Golden Gophers finished one game below 500 the past two seasons, lost seven straight to end the regular season this year. Um, it's a comment from Patino. My wife, Jill, and our children are very excited to join the Lobo family. So New Mexico has indeed hired him uh, at New Mexico. This was this morning. It was released at 8.23 a.m. Uh, so his buyout at Minnesota was $1.3 million unless he got a job that was comparable to what he was making at New Mexico or at uh, Minnesota. So the hiring of New Mexico is saving Minnesota a lot of money. So Repetino replaces Paul Ware, who was fired after four seasons. Uh, the Lobos haven't made the tournament since 2014. And yesterday, they uh, New Mexico had announced that Steve Alford was not a viable candidate for the job because there was that rumor going around that Steve Alford would go back to New Mexico, leave the Nevada job, and go back to uh, New Mexico to be the coach there. So uh, New Mexico has hired Richard Patino, son of Rick Patino, as their head coach. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to have a press conference today uh, at the University of New Mexico trying to get that program back on track. So you're listening to the Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. Brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada.